All right, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the, the Writer's Haven. Um, just gonna, you know, just talk a little bit about you, your work, uh, what plans you have, and, you know, we'll just take it from there, okay? All right, thank you for right. asking me. All right, no problem, no problem. Yeah, so um, I've, I'm really interested in finding out about um, you again, but before we get to that, just interested in how you came about, you know, that book or, you know, better yet, um, have you always been a writer? Is this something that you've always wanted to do or did you stumble upon it by accident? How did that come about? Um, I have pretty much always um, wanted to be a writer in some form. Um, when I was a kid, I used to have a lot of trouble sleeping and my dad told me to make up stories in my head while I was trying to fall asleep, to help me fall asleep. And I think that just kind of jump-started everything because, <laughs> um, you know, I would make up new endings to my favorite books or I would just plot out these adventures in my head while I was trying to fall asleep at night. Um, so that kind of started it all. And I would occasionally write stories down, you know, when I was um, in like upper elementary school and junior high and stuff. And, um, and then... Uh, when I was in, but it was mostly just for fun. And I would kind of, you know, dream about well, maybe one day I could do this, you know, as a career, but then I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe not. That seems hard. <laughs> so, um, but I was a journalism major in college because I enjoyed writing. And a friend of mine said, well, if you really like writing, you should check into um, journalism. And so I did that in school and I really enjoyed that. Um, worked for a newspaper for a few years. Uh, and then through that process realized that I really preferred writing fictional stories as opposed to like, nonfiction and journalism. So um, anyway, so that, you know, and then over the years after that, uh, I didn't write as much. Um, just, you know, uh, you know, it's all about discipline, sitting down yeah. and actually <laughs> writing. And so exactly. I just would let myself get distracted and do other things. And I'd write a little here and there and um, I'd get ideas. I had, you know, half a dozen half finished stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us do. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's good though. I realized that that's, it's kind of practice, you know, cause you have a, an idea and you start writing it and, maybe it's not the idea that, you know, it doesn't, that it, it doesn't sustain you, like the excitement. So maybe it's just, well, let's try another idea and another one. And, you know, eventually you might come back to that once you've practiced writing a little bit more and actually practiced the discipline of getting through the, the middle of the story. <laughs> yeah. And with your whole journalism thing, how did that go? Because when I first when I was in college, they, they said, hey, you know, you should look into journalism because, you know, your writing is something that you should explore more. And at the time, it, it, just, it just was not for me. Now I seem more interested in it than I was before. How did that whole journalism period work out for you? Um, it, was, it was good. I worked, um, well, I'll back up. I think it was really good for helping me to, um, it developed my writing style as a fairly clean 
writing style. Like, you know, a lot of people have trouble with cutting words from their writing and I have trouble filling it out (laughs) when it comes to like writing a novel. I I'm like, I tend to write shorter and then I have to go back and say in the editing, instead of cutting things, I tend to have to add things Mm. because I'm just used to that, you know, say what you need to say in as few words as possible. (laughs) But, but I think that that's, you know, there's a place for that as well. Um, you know, for all writing styles. And I think, so when I was working, I worked for a weekly um, kind of community focused newspaper. So we did a lot of, um, you know, like we covered school board meetings and local community events and um, just things really of kind of local interest. And um, I think that um, I enjoyed hearing people's stories because there was a lot of that kind of work like what did this person do that was really interesting and yeah what is this school doing that's really interesting and um just I and I really enjoyed that the thing that um wasn't for me was the kind of pressure to constantly come up with ideas on a deadline (laughs) right like like the story generating like I enjoyed talking to people and writing the story and interviewing them but coming up with, you know, every week you have to have five new stories. And I was like panicking. <laughs> like, I <can't> yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of why I was like, let's, let's try something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it depends on what kind of writer you are. You know, some, they flow better when they're quote unquote left alone versus, mm-hmm. you know, having deadlines hanging over their, their heads. Um, I don't know. I think I fall somewhere in between. But um, I kind of relate to what you were saying, you know, if you have to come up with such, you know, a certain amount of stories by the end of the week, and then once you submit the stories, uh, depending on the type of editor you have, they're like, well, you need to say this and not that. Me, I would automatically get an attitude, like, okay, well, why don't you just go ahead and write it, you know, <laughs> because if it's not what you're looking for, you could just go ahead and write it, because I want to write it the way I see, I feel it should be written, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I totally um, <laughs> but with your book, um, You Again, I read up on it a little bit. And to be honest, I wish I, you know, had time to actually read it because it just seems like such a story. Oh, and okay. uh, just a little bit of background info. I I recently had a conversation with another author who is using, who is writing a story from a historical um, perspective. He did some digging in his own background and found some really interesting facts. And so now he's making a story out of it. And with your book, of course, you know, with it being um, a romance novel, I just, I think it just looks like a a very beautiful story. Can you give me some background on that? How did you again come into fruition? Sure. Uh, Well, I, mm, I can't remember how, it was many years ago. a friend of mine was uh, telling a story about something happening to his grandmother. Um, she was a widow and she had started and she had been caught, gotten into contact with someone she had dated before she married her husband. And it was, um, you know, he was taking her out on dates and buying her jewelry. And then he started asking her to marry him and, you know, wanted to take her on trips and all this stuff. And she never, you know, his grandmother never ended up um, 
recently married. You know, they did, and I think it kind of fizzled out after a while. But I thought it was really fun. You know, it's like this grandmother having this kind of romantic, you know, um, just in this romance as a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then I also thought it was uh, really fascinating that my friend's mom was very upset by the whole situation. She just did not trust this guy. She was like, why is he trying to contact you? Why does he want to take you out on dates? I don't trust him. Why is he buying you this jewelry? And to me, that was also fascinating. Just that kind of, it's like the flip of, you know, a mom not trusting her daughter's boyfriend. And now it's the daughter not trusting her mom's boyfriend Mm -hmm. when everyone involved is, you know, fully an adult. Um, And so that, I was like, this sounds like, a book. (laughs) And so that was sort of the germ of the idea. Um, Nothing, you know, their story, except for that small little seed, you know, the rest of the story doesn't resemble what actually happened, (laughs) but I just kind of (laughs) took a, on a life of its own. But that was where the idea came from, was just kind of that experience of my friend's, um, my friend's grandma. So, Wow. So did you have to spend a lot of time with her when you were putting your book together? Was she comfortable, you know, giving you that type of information? I mean, obviously there there was no problem, but what was that process like? I did not. um, I, because by the time I really got, I, I made a point to um, keep it separate. So I didn't really, you know, I, I mean, it was, um, my main character, my main character grew up in a different era. You know, she was a little younger. She, okay. you know, it was, it was, it was, I kind of try to make it its own story. So, um, mm-hmm. and I did that on purpose just because, you know, I started writing it and I was like, I don't really want this to, I don't want to try to recreate anything. And I also don't want to get in the, you know, it's not my story and I, I didn't want to get into any kind of complications with you know, trying to tell yeah. a fictional story and then make sure I'm not re- misrepresenting anything. So, mm-hmm. um, so I try, so I didn't really, you know, it, so it's very, it's, I would say it's loosely inspired, <laughs> you know, exactly. so I didn't really, um, okay. yeah, from that standpoint. And I, you know, and the, the characters, a lot of the thing, character traits of the main character and some of the, her experiences, I actually, or I should say some of her like environment and, you know, the small town she grew up in, I pulled from um, my memories of my own grandparents, my own grandmothers, okay. a li- you know, little bits of their personalities. They kind of mm-hmm. all meshed together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's where the creativity comes in when you're able to, you know, pick and match and, you know, just create uh, new characters and just in, in the, pure nature of fiction itself. That's the part for me that, that makes it fun. So I could imagine, you know, your own experience as you were putting this story together. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it mentions when you, with the description of the book, it talks about resiliency, family, friendship, um, of course, first love. With writing this book, what did you learn, one, about yourself and what did you also learn about love? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, um, I think I, 
you know, what aspect of, I think of writing for me, at least, um, is that you are, you know, you're able to, sometimes there can be characters that you write that are sort of, um, gives you an avenue to explore, like, uh, to do things that you can't do in your real life, maybe, or that maybe you think you can't do in yeah. your real life. So that was kind of, for me, there were things that I put in there and then I realized, you know, that is, I put that in there because that's something I would like to see for myself. Um, there's a, a section uh, where the main character, Rosalie, uh, strikes up a friendship with her neighbor and they have a block party and start a book club in their neighborhood. And, and I realized that those are things, not necessarily having a block party, but getting to know my neighbors, you know, that's something that, you know, I've kind of had a desire to do, but I didn't really, um, it, that helped me articulate it, kind of writing mm -hmm. that through her. And so there were some things like that, that I, um, it just kind of helps you or helped me, I should say, see like, what are things that I wish that I could do in my own life and can I maybe do those in my life? Maybe I can do that or maybe not. Maybe I can just, it was just fine too. I can just, you know, have this sort of um, vicarious adventure through my main character. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of, that was a little bit unexpected, but, you know, fun to find out uh, while writing it. Um, and as far as love, one thing I, um, I didn't necessarily start out intending to have this message, but I was writing some discussion questions recently um, mm -hmm. for a book club, like book club discussion questions. And mm -hmm. it occurred to me that um, this book is a really a, um, an example of how, you know, there's not always just one person for everyone as far as love. Like love is not just, you know, you don't just have a, a soulmate. You don't just have, you know, one shot to have a romance. Like you can, sometimes there's, you know, more than one person that might be quote unquote right for you. Um, yeah, and just kind right. of the idea, which is something that I really, you know, that I believe, but kind of really um, exploring that a little bit and articulating that just, you know, sometimes it's not what we expect and it doesn't turn out the way we expect, but that's not necessarily bad. And right. there's not just one path to follow when it comes to love. Definitely. And with that being said, when, when there are the group discussions, because, you know, the topics that you touch on in the story, you know, are bound to start a discussion. What are some of the things that come up as far as, you know, people's perspectives on what you just said about their, the possibility of um, having of more than one person being in love with you or vice versa, you know, things that seem non-traditional or what, you know, would be outside of the boundaries of what a lot of people may value. Like, oh, you know, love doesn't work that way. It works this way. What are some of the things that come up, you know, as far as what people say during these book discussions? Um, that is a good question because I have not actually heard anybody yet. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so I'm not sure um, yeah. that it's kind of, I just recently, um, uh, I haven't, my, I haven't got a chance to talk to um, the people I know that have 
um, introduced this book to their book clubs. So I haven't, I haven't heard, but I am interested to find out. Kind of yeah, I, that would be interesting to know because of course, you know, people have their own takes on relationship depending on their own experience. And, you know, with a story like this, you know, I, I think it would be interesting because to me, it's not your typical boy meets girl story. So I think right. it gives really fresh take on, you know, what love can be. And even if you want to apply it, you know, to your own personal life as a reader. So um, does it also uh, carry any other messages that you feel potential readers should know about? Um, I think one thing that um, really sort of... Uh, maybe took on even a little bit more life of its own as I was writing it is um, kind of some of the themes of friendship um, because um, I just think that's so important in someone's life. I mean, my, yeah. the friendships that I have in my life are, you know, so valuable and important to me. And um, so I liked, um, getting to explore adult friendships and um, their, you know, the main character, Rosalie, makes some new friends, you know, even as an adult and as a mature adult, she can still, you know, she still gets a chance to make new friends that, you know, in friendships that are really important to her life. And she makes friends with someone who's quite a bit younger than her, like her kid's age. Um, I've had you know, very good friends who are, um, you know, 15 years older than me. And mm -hmm. I really, I think people kind of miss out when they um, don't, they can miss out on really valuable friendships, just sort of thinking that, you know, friendship is, is this one thing, kind of like with love, you know, it's, we can put our relationships in boxes, even with friendship. And, yeah. and so I really wanted to explore like what, um, just kind of different kinds of friendship and you know it's always it's never too late to make new friends and you know develop new relationships and you know and it's also important to cherish you know the older I mean not old relationships but you know relationships you've had for a long time those can also be valuable to your life and, yeah absolutely and with the different characters in the book is there one that you feel you identify with the most without giving the story away oh um, probably there's probably the neighbor, um, the neighbor Celia, I kind of, it's kind of my way of inserting myself in a story a little bit. Um, she's a pretty minor character, but still an important part of the story. So, mm -hmm. um, and there are little things about, you know, people I know who've read the book, who know me, they, they'll tell me, I saw, I read that. I thought, oh, she's, that's just you. That's just you. I, I just picture you. <laughs> so I think that, you know, there might be a few little things in the main character, even though she's, you know, in her 60s, but, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of identify a little bit with, but probably the, the, the neighbor, her neighbor Celia's um, okay. character I identify with most. Okay. And so I, I have a random question. <laughs> I try I try this with authors every now and then. Sure. Um, 
what's your take on the whole um, Megan and Harry thing? If you've been keeping up with it, you know, with everything that's gone on with them, do you think it was done out of true love and romance? Do you think something else is going on, or do you absolutely do not care? Like, what's your? I find it very interesting. I probably don't find it. Um, I haven't, you know, read up on it as much as some people have, but I do find it interesting. You know, I, of course, um, I mean, I watch The Crown, so I'm really yeah. very intrigued by the royal family. And um, I think, I mean, I like to think that it's, um, I mean, I feel like that's a hard life to be a member of the royal family like it's just mm-hmm. and I think that um especially since he's the younger youngest yeah. son and so he's not he has all these expectations but they're different than like you know he's not even he's so far down the list of being in line for the throne mm-hmm. so there's not really any payoff necessarily to these mm-hmm. expectations it, I can see how you might think that and so and I think I I can only imagine for her as you know as far as um, you can tell yourself that oh it's going to be like this and I'm ready I'm prepared for all the pressure mm-hmm. but sometimes you can't prepare yourself enough for no. <laughs> for the kinds of pressure you know and the kinds of dynamics and so I mean I would like to think that they it's out of a genuine desire to you know let's. Yeah. Just we don't want to, we don't want this life, but I don't know. All right. I mean, we could only speculate. And you know, well, for one, do you watch The Crown to, to, when you're not writing? You know, like at your getaway. I, that is one of my getaways for sure. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've watched it too, and it is very interesting. Um, so growing funny. up, I, I just was not, you know, I didn't really care. But um, in recent years, you know, especially with the the two boys, you know establishing their lives as husbands and fathers. It's it's been interesting to keep up with. Um and with watching the crown and then looking at what's happening now, I think you made a very good point, you know, with Harry being so far down the line. Like does it really matter, you know, why try to keep up with, you know, for lack of better terms, the shenanigans, you know. Right. Um, I can just go and do, you know, what's actually best especially since I have a kid now, you know, do I want him to grow up in this environment? And as far as Megan goes, um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say, of course, you know, again, we're just speculating, but it's interesting when I hear people say, oh, well, she really thought it was going to be, you know, some happily ever after, you know, fairy tale type thing. I I really don't think she's that simple. either I mean I think it's just I can I can only imagine that there's it it really is hard to prepare yourself until you're mm-hmm. actually in it and I think too you can't overestimate the fact that she's I mean she's postpartum you know she might be yeah kind of she might be a little bit depressed she might be having some anxiety mm-hmm. she might be I mean she's not sleeping perhaps like <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, you're not, you're not as equipped to deal with stress in other places when you've just had a baby. (laughs) So, you know, that can, and I think if you're not, she might've thought that she'd have more, you know, 
support from other members of the royal family, you know, and maybe she hasn't gotten the support that she had wanted or, you know, yeah. who knows. But yeah, I mean, I just think there are certain situations I feel like you can, you know, you can't, preparation can only take you so far <laughs> before you're like, I don't know about this. Right, right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, what continues to unfold, you know, um, now that they, they're living their lives in Canada, we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. And then, of course, I am looking forward to the next season of The Crown because I think that's when they bring Diana in, right? I think so. It's yeah. not the right timing, so. Yeah, so that, that should be interesting. Um, so yeah, thank you for giving me your take on that um, because I've, I've tried it with other authors and it just completely threw them off. So it's <laughs> well, let me try it again. So yeah, that, that was interesting to hear what you have to say. Um, is there, are there any other projects that you're working on? Any future books or anything, short stories? Yes, I am um, currently working on a second book. Um, kind of a companion to you again. It's takes a minor character in you again and then gives her her own story. Nice. So I'm working on that right now. Um, I just finished the first draft of a short story um, that's also another character in kind of that world. Um, so just for, uh, just for something a little different, um, I did that. And then I have um, a little further down the pipeline. Sometimes I like, sometimes I find it helps if I have two things going at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> get stuck on one, I can sort of try the other. Yeah. Um, but I have a young adult novel that I've um, kind of gotten a few chapters in on that I would like to continue working on as well. It's um, about three siblings who are in a rock band. So. Sounds good. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So that's, somewhere down the pipeline too um, okay. yeah that's kind of what I'm working on now awesome so are, do you think um it'll be within the next year or I'm, I mean because realistically who knows but yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my goal my goal for the second um for the you again sequel companion novel my goal is to have the first draft finished by the end of the year um and so then it would be out hopefully um a year or two after that. So. Okay. That's my goal, my dream. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to thank you again. I know you are super busy. Personally, I don't know how you find the time with being a mom, being an author, and um, keeping up with your blog, because I did glance at your blog, and I'm like, wow, um, yours is recent. Mine, I don't know. I don't know the last time. <laughs> Posts, well it's it's a little uh sometimes some weeks are a little more productive than others when it comes yeah. to uh, word count and things like that but, you <laughs> but you know I just do what I can so yeah of course of course that's all we can do so yeah I want to thank you again for coming on and um you know keep us in the loop uh with the, the sequel of your book sure and absolutely you again sounds like a beautiful story and we um you know we wish you the best thank you thank you for having me and mm -hmm. uh, it was really fun talking with you yeah same here all right so you take care amanda thank you again thank you.